store recently and picked up a copy, a VHS copy of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour VHS tape. And I was like, ah, this looks so silly. Brought it home. Funniest thing. I already got it. That's awesome. (laughs) So now I own two copies. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's so cool. Uh, they're coming out of their shells tour. Or I recall Splinter sings a yeah. song on it somewhere. I feel like I've seen yeah, bits of it, but never actually seen the entire thing. I remember mm-hmm. seeing when... It was happening on the news as a little kid. There was a local reporter, like they were doing a press junket, and the local reporter was like, why do you guys talk like this? And Michelangelo's, or the person in the Michelangelo body and puppet head got up and was like, whoa, is she talking about me, dude? And they all started laughing, and I was like, that is so realistic. That's so cool. (laughs) My little boy brain. And I, I unfortunately did not go, but I have heard many tales of the people who did go, who said it was their first concert, was seeing the Ninja Turtles live. Yo! There's Donatello, even for a turtle, he's mellow, it's simple, it's simple what makes him grin, just give him anything, give him anything, give him anything that you plug in. They really raked that in, that Ninja Turtle stuff. You know, honestly, now that you say it, I feel like I've act- I actually went to that tour because I do remember seeing them, I just don't remember much about it, I was very, very young. There is a uh, picture of me with going to the mall to meet Raphael, or obviously a guy in a Raphael costume. And yeah. Not the real Raphael. <laughs> he wouldn't show his face there. <laughs> that motherfucker. Uh, but there's me standing with an Raphael and holding mm-hmm. up a post, a flyer for the event, because I was thinking, like, <laughs> look, this is the flyer for the thing I'm going to see. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, you know what? Actually, it was probably the same thing yeah. that I went to. It was like a weird mall event or a Toys R Us. Oh. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad that conglomerate <laughs> toy store that shut down a bunch of mom and top shop but toy stores is finally going out of business. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, oh, that, man. I miss it. Actually, I like Toys R Us. It was fun. <laughs> it was me and Lizzie's yeah. uh, yearly tradition to go to the Toys R Us in Fort Wayne the mm-hmm. day after Christmas just to look at all the chaos Oh, my God. It. Yeah, I could only yeah, imagine. It's fun. Hi. Hey. Ever heard of episode 34? 34, yeah. This is it. This is the, uh, man, what's a good 34? Can't think of a good 34. Charles Barkley? This is the Charles Barkley of episodes. <laughs> I believe he was 34. I know he was 32 on one team. You know what? But... Today, my friend Matt Wissig turned 34. So oh, really? this is the awesome. Matt Wissig age episode. Nice. Shout out to Matty W, which no one calls really? him that. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. Both tired so, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very tired. I sent you a bunch of files of stuff last time. Did you enjoy any of that business that I sent I, you? For yeah, I did. What um, you enjoy? I listen to how do you pronounce it? the Bjork band? Oh, Kukul. Kukul. Yeah, I yeah. really dig that. Yeah, Google's good. It's kind of goth feeling. Yeah, actually went I like it. grocery shopping and was listening to it at the same time, and it was very somber. <laughs> It was fun. 
just imagine uh, Johnny <laughs> looking at different uh, cereal boxes while listening yes. to this. That was great. That's it. I forgot to mention on last episode that w- yeah. I listened. You mentioned Ginny Piccolo for like two seconds, and I listened to Ginny Piccolo awesome. in uh, most of the discography in one sitting. <laughs> Which hardcore like discographies are sometimes yeah. annoying because it's eighty songs of thirty minute blast beats. But yeah, they're good. I enjoy Ginny Piccolo. Ah, uh, me too. And, and you'll have to say the name again. Uh, Chance Dance. Oh, contortions is that right? Uh, James Dance and the Contortions. That was Chance Dance. Is it Chance Dance or James? James, James Dance. James Chant. James Chance yep. and the Contortions. Yeah, good stuff. But I think I will go ahead. And ask you what you been listening to. Oh, man. So it took me a while to think about what I've been listening to. I've been listening to kind of a lot of different stuff. And as I mentioned before, I have an eclectic taste in music. So, But wait, wait, are, wait are you a douchebag, though? No, no, no not a douchebag. It's kind of bordered a weird line this time where I've been listening to this one. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess what you would call it would be like a cumbia Um, (laughs) it's a very strange song that's kind of haunted me for a a good while now the name of the band is hechezero's band and the song's called el sonadito okay so (laughs) the thing about this song is i hear it everywhere i know it's in gta 5 i believe okay yeah it's just constantly playing here I, I hear it literally everywhere. I think it was last NBA playoffs. I was watching a Spurs game and it just came on there and I had no idea what it was called. I just knew I've been hearing this song so much and I need to know what it was. I posted it on Instagram and a friend of mine, she knew of the song as well and she brought up another friend to ask if she had any clue of uh, whatever the song was. She did know, and she said a similar thing. She just hears it everywhere. How are you hearing it everywhere? Is it... Okay, I guess... can Keep talking. Uh I'm looking at the video posted for this song, and it is 2010. Uh It is an eight-year-old song. Yeah. I have no idea. It's, It's weird. Like, there's two things you can always count on hearing in southern california (laughs) and maybe other places but i've noticed it a lot here and one is like songs like this song specifically actually i hear this song again everywhere and uh the smiths this Um, really yeah being uh latin yeah i will say that we do love our morrissey (laughs) yeah so you hear a lot of the smiths and this song i don't know what it is about this song but it's a ridiculous song (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it, honestly. Um, one of those moments. I One of those classic what's episode teen whatever moments where I wish mm-hmm. I would have listened to the song before we recorded this. <laughs> I, I wish, I mean, you know what? It's going to be fun when you actually do listen to it because you're not going to know what to <laughs> make of it or listen to it after this. I've heard that 
the producer of the song like just got this band together and was on a ton of cocaine <laughs> and made the song in like three hours <laughs> wow i don't know what's true about this song or anything else about this band but yeah once you hear it you will not forget it hmm <laughs> okay and what was have you looked at the history of these fellows i've tried and I found literally nothing. Just wow. that the song was a meme for a little while, but hmm. that's about it. Yeah, El Sonadito. Uh, yes. That's the little sound. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once you hear the song, you will realize that has a lot of meaning to it. <laughs> and thank you <laughs> for letting me talk with this. Okay, we're yes. going to... Hold on. All right. We're going to do some little off the okay. cuff. I'm going to mm. listen to it right now. For sure. Here we go. It's just a song. <laughs> Ay, ah, ese compadre, eso dice Un, dos, tres, cuatro Maddening like marissa's so sick of this and oh, she's been hearing it for years now but every now and then there's They're two songs time, that get stuck in least. my head and one of them is this just a The little sound is like him hitting one key. Every now and then, there's two songs that get stuck in my head. And the other is the circus theme, as I call it. Because I don't know what else to call it. The circus theme. Yeah. Yep. That one? <laughs> That's the one? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a story behind that. Doesn't Homer Simpson at one point do that song in an episode of The Simpsons? Possibly. <laughs> All right. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> yeah. When oh I was gosh. a teen, um, my good friend Machado, he asked my mom yeah. if she had a mix with that song on it. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Why would you ask my mom that? <laughs> So a similar story of me hearing a song mm-hmm. at a grocery store. Man, I want to see if you can even you might even know what this is. You are more into this meme style music. Um, there, <laughs> I was at a, I was at a grocery store and this really kooky electronic song came on with a cat meowing, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And it's I actually went to the counter and I was like, "Hi, can you guys look up who this is playing right now?" And they're like, "Sure thing." Mm-hmm. It's Danny Well P, and the song is called Yon Cat X. That sounds very familiar. I remember I couldn't find it on YouTube. It's one of the few things I actually looked up. Oh, really? Then downloaded on iTunes. I'll put it to the, the mic. Here we go. Yeah. I don't think I have heard that. 
I feel like I've seen it in the video where the cat is like a toaster pastry and it's flying through space. Oh, yeah. yeah the neon, neon cat. cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I have also right. searched down that a very neon. annoying twinkly song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've both done that. <laughs> both researched somewhat <laughs> annoying twinkly sounding synth style songs. How awesome. We yes. are a great team. We are a wonderful team. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough of that, I guess. Uh, Rick, Yeah. what have you been listening <gasps> to? My man, I've been meaning to tell you this since the last podcast. Fact bot here. Rick did not mean to say podcast. It was a slip of the tongue. He meant to say self-indulgent audio program. Oh, really? So, uh, this actually, weirdly, both my selections... This ep are both local selections. First one is my friend Charlie Jones does a thing called Yala Stockings. It sounds awesome. Once in love, and now I hate your guts. How we were once in love, and now I hate your guts. How are we were Yella, Y-A-L-L-A, stockings. Mm -hmm. So Charlie moved here from the UK a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know where she she was from. Somewhere across the pond is where she was from. Hey, Charlie, where are you from again? Australia. Not from Australia? Where are you from again, really? (laughs) The UK, south of England. What city in particular? Southampton is the closest city to where I lived. Okay, that settles that. She it was dating and now is married to my friend Eric. They briefly had a Eric plays music on his own all the time. He tours the country with his stuff. Any second airborne, after you sleep at night, wishing you were home, asleep with your wife. Instead, you're stationed here, blood on your hands, with no end in sight. <clears throat> and still does so with a uh, Eric and Charlie both do a road. Yeah. Film Fest called the Gadabout Film Fest. And they used to play on that trip as a kind of a country trio called The Minor Kind. And it's not my thing. The end. But <laughs> Yellow Stockings is Charlie playing with, oh my gosh, I can't even know what it's called. It is a like drum machine sampler that is mostly loops. And she does a lot of vocal loops, a lot of like synth stuff. And it's fucking good. Lay me down in you. I don't speak highly of a lot of local music, and I definitely don't like much singer-songwriter stuff. I'm very selective with that, and there's a lot of that up here. But her stuff, it's solo by herself with these loops, and on the recording, actually, Eric plays bass on it somewhere. It's great. It's very chill, and it's not something I'd usually listen to. Like, I have a soft spot for Feist. Not a whole lot of Feist. Like, I had those two first records, and the second one's okay. I like the first one a lot. So, yeah, Yellow Stockings, it's very experimental at shows. She's toured with it, but she toured with the poet doing like spoken word over it but she's doing her first tour in europe very soon and yeah it's just it's great she's a song called expired warranty which could be like a radio hit i hear that you've been fighting why you never really seem like one for that and did you know i'm liking living and locked in with two cats well i guess we both 
good. It's a, I got nothing peculiar to say about it. It is surprisingly good. I didn't know, I didn't know Charlie had it in her to do something like this. <laughs> and it's, it's great. Yeah. That's so cool with us. Good job, Charlie, who will never listen to this. I have a friend named Josh who actually is one of the people that started a micro genre witch house witch house it's very i guess what would you say it's like kind of gothic electronic music It's very strange, but it had its moment. I love stuff that's like that uses a lot of that um looping vocals and looping just like maybe a couple drum beats. I don't know. I have I'll have to listen to her and as soon as I do because just from what you're saying yeah. about it, it kinda reminds me of something like Zola Jesus or Yeah, it's, I like. I have nothing yeah. to compare it to. Maybe it's something I should dive deeper into. I just like. Yeah. I like experimental music, and I like it when it's like pop related. I don't like a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but um, there's this dude, Daniel Francis Doyle from uh-huh. Texas, who's touring right now. Actually, oh, that's he cool. played. Uh, he played the full band for a while. Can't say that's great, but what he does, he has loop pedals. He plays some riffs on the guitar. There's like a whole setup. He'll be like, and while that's like all looping, he'll walk over to his drum set and then he'll play drums and sing over it. Nice. And it's so good. Yeah. It's great. Like his record, We Bet Our Money on You, I think is what it's called. Super good. I like it. Yeah, and I get the whole not really being into country or like indie folk artists. Yeah. I have a few that I'm into and one that I don't want to embarrass anybody here, but when Connor Oberst is a musician that I've seen far too many times. She moves. Oh, of course. I mean, I am don't enjoy him, but I think everyone just likes Connor Oberst. It's fair. Oh, no. You can cut this. <laughs> Marissa loves oh, yeah. Connor. She moves. I did too, but it's been so far. That was back when I was like a super eme kid back yeah. in high school when it was still Bright Eyes. Connor Herber still makes music and it's okay. She moves. It's just not my style. She moves. It's something I can appreciate because I hear it often, but it's not something I'm entirely in love with. She moves. Kind of say the same for like Father John Misty. Yeah, I don't get Father John Misty. It's not my thing. Yeah. I've seen him like three times too because Marissa loves him. There is, it's just, I'm so used to like the DIY punk scene. There's always some dude, <laughs> someone who somebody's friend has an acoustic guitar and goes on tour. Oh yeah. And it's always something you're kind of forced to sit through where I just will not sit through it anymore. I personally have a hard time listening to music friends make there. 
just because it isn't my thing. My friend Josh probably made the closest music that I listened to with his old band Runs Faster Scared. I guess the music that I listen to. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when I was in the 11th grade, my favorite band was from Colorado, uh, The Nobodies. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> they're horrible, but they're my favorite band. They're so, they're such bad boys. They are. <laughs> There's so many bands like that in Colorado. Falling Sickness was from Colorado, right? I believe so. And then you have like yeah. Planes Mistaken for Stars is a big one. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen them. I don't know much about them at <laughs> Me all. Too. I, I went for the opening bands of her call. Ah, nice. But that's not what I, I've been listening nice. to. Yeah, what have you been listening to? So, on the topic of singer-songwriters... She moves... <laughs> yes? I've been listening to... It's a guy named Matt McCothran. <laughs> Mac McCothran. You say that like I'm supposed to be like, Matt McCothran? I don't, I don't know who that is. I just put it that way because he has three different projects all being fairly similar. I've been listening to all three, and it's kind of hard to break the three of them apart. So yeah, yeah. Wait, he is this Matt Cothran? Matt Cothran. Okay, gotcha. Coma Cinema, right? All right. And Elvis Depressly. Angel, come clean. You are not what you see. I was taking Xanax, listening to morphine. I pulled over the car right before I went dark. I threw us up in the street. I know you know. <laughs> it's a great band name right I've been fucked over a lot is the name yeah. of the album yeah That's and awesome. i've actually had matt and his longtime significant other delaney and their band stay with marissa and i ah. they told us that our apartment was haunted so that was cool oh, i think i've also said your apartment is haunted it is yes, <laughs> yes. but the first thing I noticed about his music was one of his project's names being Elvis Depressly. <laughs> as soon as I saw that name, I was just kind of like, I got to figure out what this is and just fell in love with what he was doing. Uh, Coma Cinema later was something that I found out about. And from there, it's just like learning everything he's made. Some key tracks that I think 
are really good and worth listening to uh, had to be Burden. My mom's gone in California. They got a treatment center there. My mom had a fucked up childhood. Off his last record, or his last coma cinema record. He has a record under just math. Catherine. Okay, keep talking. <laughs> You're talking about Failure 3, Judas All himself right. in America. The first track on that record is amazing. America Forever. Very lo-fi, and a lot of his work is. Honestly, probably the most record studio-sounding record would be, uh, gosh, what was it called? Post-Ominous Release. Satisfy these endless needs And I don't care, I don't know why Maybe I'm no good inside I don't care, I don't know why Maybe I'm no good inside All this wasted time See your fucked up life become mine. Which does sound amazing. That record's a fantastic record. But it, the last Coma Seminar record, Lost Memory, that record just kind of took it all back and is fucking amazing. Another track I would say off of post ominous release would be like Bailey J or Lee. Bailey J promises me to bring me down to what I am now. Vicious dream, carve out your name. Those tracks are just great. Bailey then Lee or Bailey J then Lee follows and that's just a great one and two tracking. So what mm-hmm. this is super dark looking like everything about this is very like kind of gothy yeah like italian horror movie style like all the imagery yeah they're like, um bio. he's kind of a weird guy <laughs> oh here's what i'm used to a singer songwriter solo person with just a weird photograph of people sitting in a car that's what i'm used to some shitty polaroid oh yeah for sure a lot of yeah. the elvis to presley records are like that pictures of him basically doing random shit 
Oh, like, great. Uh, smoking a cigarette. Oh, geez. Being checked into a hospital. Come on, Catherine. Yeah. Give us something <laughs> to look at, buddy. Maybe he's Seriously. never seen the, the better full this. force cover for Look Who's Coming to the Crib. That's a lot to live up to. <laughs> be, <laughs> Nothing uh, could beat that. Yeah, I guess not really much else to say about it. It's folk music. You're either into it or you're not. He's a really nice guy. Is there something? Oh, there you go. There's that classic singer-songwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you put that on the, on the flyer? Yeah. Matthew Lee Cawthron. Super cool guy from North Carolina. Real nice Asheville, guy. Yeah, Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. Yeah, super friendly guy. Um, <laughs> is there something new you've been listening to or just listening to that one record? New? No. You know, other than that, it would be like the one daughter's track. It's the top of the world. That's that's the newest thing I've been listening to. For Matt Cawthorn, it would be just Lost Memory on repeat. I really like that record a lot. Lost Memory is an amazing record. It's probably his best work, and he's another artist that just releases stuff constantly which you know is cool but sometimes it gets exhausting he released something extremely recently oh no in two days he has something coming out so my first love men's my final days it will be out in two days yeah (laughs) and then delaney uh just released like 52 uh instrumental tracks they're constantly doing stuff what is delaney's uh thing called ah you know i think it's just under her name I gotta figure that out, but right, I believe it is just under her name on Bandcamp, Aye. which would be Delaney. <laughs> okay, well, look it up. <laughs> look it up, folks. Yeah. We're not gonna do everything for you anymore. No. Nope. You gotta do things yourself. It- what, do you think me and Johnny are here to make you listen to things? Yeah, fuck that. <sighs> We've done this for 34 episodes. It's time to do shit yeah. yourself. You look up stuff. What have you been listening <laughs> to? Yeah. Guys, fucking, fucking people. <laughs> wow, well, shit. Yeah. Well, while you mentioned it... Um, what have you been listening to? Oh, glad you asked. Uh, speaking of instrumental tracks, <laughs> there is a local label called Flannel Graph Record Company. Oh, Rick, you need to sleep. You meant Flannel Graph Record. No company involvement. It's run by this dude named Jared. The dude loves wrestling. That's all I can really tell you about Jared. He's a super, he's a super gentlemanly fellow. Uh, he does a lot of stuff around town. He's a rides like the bookmobile. It's enough about Jared. He runs a record label. Puts out stuff constantly. Never really dove into anything he's released. He put out like an instrumental Christmas record. It was a compilation and just a bunch of weird non-traditional. Like none of the songs were actually Christmas covers or anything. They're just Christmas style songs. And he recently put out something by Don Muro. <laughs> could be Don Murrow. And Don Murrow has been around for many, many, many years. This record is called Off We Go, More Synth Pop from 1970 to 
fucking Johnny. The reason I, I'm, I was sold on this record is that this cover, as which I sent you a link to <laughs> in there. Going to it now. This is not going to be an every episode thing, folks. I just I just like surprising Johnny with cool covers. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, uh. real fucking good. I wish I could find more stuff about. I was trying to do some research on him, and uh, I found a Wikipedia page, and it was written in Dutch, so I wasn't able to do anything. He has a website, and it's just very minimal information. Like, there's no discography. He's done music for Disneyland. Like, I just... He has, like, four or five records, and this is some awesome, awesome instrumental synth songs. I listened to it online, like, and then I bought it. Not when it came out. I just forgot. You know, I remembered writing Jared a note saying, remind me to buy this. And I just happened to see it at the record store here. I mean, obviously, he lives here. How am I not going to see it? And uh, took it home, listened to it, and was like, this sounds a little little off to me. I mean, it's still good, but it's not as good as I remember it being. And it's cool. And my friend Chris, who I ran into after I bought this record, was like, oh, that's out? I'm going to go buy that. And then he texted me later on that evening saying, dude, I put the, had this record on the wrong speed and it sounds cool as shit, but it's not the way it's supposed to sound. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, because I did the exact same thing. I was playing it on 33 when it was 45. The only thing that was really weird about it that threw me off was there's some like fuzz, like clicks, like, and it sounded really weird on the wrong speed. But Don Murrow, like, I don't, this record doesn't even have an insert. It just has a photograph of Don Murrow. <laughs> That's all it's in it is this handsome gentleman named Don Murrow who I couldn't tell you his official website doesn't tell me anything about him. Like, nothing. Don't know who he is or what he is. Maybe we'll get a voice clip of Jared telling me about it. Jared of Flannick Life Records. Who is Don Miro? Oh, Don Miro. He, he's great. He's uh, about 66 years old, lives on Long Island. He's a musician, educator, music consultant. He started his recording career back in the 60s. He had a deal fall through with RCA in the early 70s when some management changed there. So then he just released a couple albums on his own, got into teaching. He worked for Korg in the 80s, so like the the best-selling Korg synthesizer, he's the one who made the demonstration songs for it. He's uploaded them on his YouTube page. You can listen to him from like, they would be in Keyboard Magazine. They would come with these like flexi discs for like demonstration compositions. So we got into that stuff and still recorded a bunch of music on his own, never really released it. Back in 2013 or so, I was working at Landlocked Music and the owner there, Jason, was like, hey, this weird record came in. I think you'd like it. And it was It's Time, the 1977 Don Miro self-released album. I really loved it. So I found out that he still has a website, donmiro.com, and on the contact me info section, whatever, I sent him a message like, hey, I really like this record. How would you feel about us reissuing it? He was like, yeah, sounds great. And so he got the old... Uh, he was the it old, that easy? Pretty much. Like, he's yeah. been super easy to work with, and it's really cool. He uh, got the original master 
you know, reel to reel tapes and uh, had it like remastered really nicely by a same guy who did uh, the most recent Busman's Holiday record, actually. Okay. Same guy. So but, you, uh, had, you had someone do this. He didn't do it himself. He did all this. Yeah. Really? He arranged okay. all this. And I hope we helped pay for some of that, but he did a lot of it himself as far as like the remixing and mastering of it. And so then we re- uh, reissued that. And then he was like, hey, I have these other songs if you want to hear them. I never released them from like 60s, 70s, and I really loved them. So we reissued those. It's a compilation called Souffrances de... Okay, I, I can't pronounce it well. Okay. Uh, it's 1969 to 1974 recordings. And some of those have like actual like lyrics. I mean, it's timed us too. Some of them are just all instrumentals that we've released. Because he has this archive of unreleased stuff. Yeah, I heard that 7-inch you released that has lyrics on it, and that's yeah. really good. Now sometimes it gets so bad I think I better quit But I know that's what they're waiting for So I pray I'll have the strength to make it through the day And to hang on till I'm out the door There's also a compilation of late 60s stuff It's kind of more garage psych recordings The last two things that we put out are from the 70s and they're all instrumental synthesizer songs and that's the one we're talking about yeah that's the most recent one yeah it's real good yeah glad you like it and your buddy did the cover for that i didn't realize that yeah david Orr, who lives here in town yeah 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 yeah. so that's don muro he just became a grandfather for the first time this year uh his kids all play music fun fact they have like this music uh production company they make their own albums and stuff too but they like do things like the whatever instrumental music was playing as Katy perry was lowered to the stage on from the rafters in the mtv music awards last year like that's so some background music like they made. It. Or they, no, they made it's it. It's like some new music they made. Oh, yeah. that's so crazy. So these kids are all in, uh, like, in like soundtrack stuff. And that's crazy. Whatever. Yeah, so really musical family. His wife has been a church organist for the last several decades. <laughs> got to, we got to meet them uh, a couple years ago for the first time. They're all real nice people. And there's a couple other albums of unreleased material that we're going to try to get out here in the next couple years. And he just refurbished his reel-to-reel tape recorder from the 70s uh so it's as of like last month it's in working condition again he's gonna try to work on a new album now nice so if you go to his youtube page he's been uploading like he uploaded a his tape player in working condition again is the youtube just under don muro because i couldn't find that either it's the u- username is jd wall okay which is like his music publishing company oh, or something. okay gotcha but if you look up don muro you'll get to it eventually <laughs> if you yeah. like click on that and then click on that i could find nothing um so yeah he, he did uh, if you look up like don muro on ebay you'll find 1980s um school recorder music for like you know recorder flutes yeah like little pieces he did for that yeah he's great i'm just super shocked that no one has ever talked to this dude and re-released his stuff until yeah you somehow got a hold of him yeah me too because i think it's that's kind of your thing too though like i noticed you released so much like archived like movie rental oh yeah like not the movie rental but a movie theater movie phone movie yeah i was actually just thinking about that yesterday because i'm gonna i did a bunch of research for that for like a nice reissue that we're gonna do because we have i went to wisconsin actually and scanned all the uh, I went through the, all the newspapers from 91, whatever years, the, 92 to 94, and I look up all the movie listings for all the movies that these recordings are for, which is like 28, and so I scanned all of the newspaper listings that correspond to this guy's answering machine messages uh-huh. in the movie theater. Now showing is comedy called Weekend at Bernie's number two ready. Uh, Elmer Kruger was his name. Best popcorn in Wisconsin. That's right. Reedsburg, yeah. <laughs> While you are munching on the best popcorn in the world, top by real Reedsburg butter.
So yeah, that's all. That's just a free download on flannelgraphrecords.com. Yeah, if you guys want to check it out, there's that plug. That's right, baby. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Gary. Now, so very much for calling the Badger Theater. Yeah, really cool. So I really wanted to hear the Disneyland stuff. I know I used to be somewhat obsessed with the electric parade at Disneyland, the music for it. Disneyland has some cool music for their rides. Funny story, Marissa is terrified of Haunted Mansion just because the song. I fucking love the Haunted Mansion theme song. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook, they by your side. I had the soundtrack to it. As I mentioned before, I went to Disneyland for the first time, Disney World, with my mom after I met my mom. Another long story. Yeah. And we went to Disney World with her because she halfway won a contest about being reunited with her kids. I was an adult. I was 18, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. My sister would be 16. We went to Disney Uh World on someone else's dime, or at least got the hotel for a dime. (laughs) And the Haunted Mansion mesmerized me so much. And this was in 2002, and I desperately tried to find that music from that ride. On the internet. Yeah, it was kind of hard. Like, I just wanted just the... That's all I wanted. Yeah. Just that. What is it? Whatever you want to call uh, that. That riff. Right now, Marissa's driving to work spooked. She's terrified. How did that <laughs> Where is Marissa right now? Driving home from work. Spooked. <laughs> yep. Spooked. <laughs> she knows it's happening. She's going to come inside your house. Yeah, I have the full soundtrack to that right in, which includes the Japanese version and what? some stuff they cut out. I think it's the Euro Disney version. It has Vincent Price narrating the opening of it. Oh, man, that's amazing. The tour begins here in this gallery where you gaze upon the sweet innocence of youth. Ah, but things are not always as they seem. It's so good. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think that just might be good nighties. I think that is good night, Ace. I'm pretty tie-tie. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> super tie-tie. I gotta go to bed in seven minutes. Shit, you know what? What? What happened to Eric? Yeah, he said he'd be here. What the fuck? God damn it! <laughs> I just don't realize that. He was like, hey, I'll chime in in the middle of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Not... Oy, oy, oy. Well, <laughs> here's a Bogdan song. <laughs> she moves. Okay. <laughs> you got it. Good night, Good night everybody. Good night to all. Have a wonderful good night to all. Have a <laughs>